You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to The Diner here on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host this evening, but I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website. Check it out. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of great content as far as the written stuff, but also lots of great podcasts as well that you can listen to. There is a plethora of content, not just these episodes of At The Diner and our old ones on the GGR Pirate Radio stream, but we've also got my solo joint, which is Mike Explorers, which is also including one of our guests, who I will mention in just a moment here. But we've also got uh, some side projects that we've worked on over time. Um, There's one that I did all about music. It's called Stop Me If You Heard This, and it kind of goes behind the scenes into some of the stories about musicians and uh, various bands. But we've also got a guy who's joining us. He's a co-host of At The Diner. In fact, one of the, like, driving forces of this show. You know him, you love him. His own solo podcast is the most popular content on GGR right now. His name is MC Brooks. His show is The Overflow with MC Brooks. So let's give him a nice, warm welcome, everybody. First of all, thank you. <laughs> Second of all, new episode is out. Came out earlier. Thirdly, how about them caps? They've only won seven of their last eight games. Points in 11 of their last 12. So yeah, fucking caps, man. So excited. And normally this time of year, we're gearing up for the playoffs and another disappointing heartbreak, but the playoffs are moving back to later in the year. So now we'll have new feelings for different times of the year. I'm so excited. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Now it can be heartbroken in September instead of like March and April. (laughs) We've also got a very talented visual artist, but also gifted with the, I would say the gift of gab, but like. I don't even know if that's a good thing or not. The man can talk, and he can talk about a lot of wonderful things when it comes to the things that we talk about, comic books, movies. In fact, he just recently got promoted to professor on the website. His name is Professor James Rambo. All little kids in Springfield are SOBs. (laughs) Gabbo. (laughs) Also, uh, to give you an idea of just how out of the fucking loop I am on sports, I just realized that people are playing hockey. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so did a lot of people. Now that the NHL is back on ESPN. Yeah, they were like, "Wait, it's it has it's been played this been, entire time the last twenty years." <laughs> really? Yeah. People, that. people, people do that. We also have. I, I briefly mentioned her earlier, but didn't give a name. Um, I want to give a shout out to to our our guest tonight. She's a GGR contributor already. Um, you've heard her on the airwaves, on at the diner, on. GGR Pirate Radio. She's been on Mike on the Mic. I mean, she's literally been on pretty much every version of podcasting that I've done the last seven years. Uh, she's actually she's an integral part of my new project, which is called Mike Explores, because a lot of times the topics that we discuss are generated by her. She's like, hey, check this out. I found this fucking insane thing and you have to like I got I got to know more about it. And she knows how to like pique my interest. She's she's just like I found this fascinating thing. Let me give you this little tidbit. And then I'm like, "Ooh, I'm interested. Let's in- explore this." Um if it wasn't for her, the show wouldn't have as many good topics. I would be like, "Let's explore burritos." But instead, we're exploring things that are actually fucking interesting. Um you know where you love her? Her name is Jade Dilla. Hello. I never know what to say after that. <laughs> Well, hello. Anytime we do an intro, I'm just like, <laughs> yes, I am Jay Dilla. <laughs> that is me. He described me. Yes, I am here. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like, I, I was super impressed with the way the Britney Spears episode came out. Like, and we wouldn't really have done it if it hadn't been for your hard work. Because oh. you ended up securing the interview with the people uh, from Eat, Pray, Britney. Uh, same thing with the episode that's going to be coming out this weekend. Uh, we're going to be releasing our uh, incel project um, episode with Nama Cates. Right. And again, like these are two really fascinating episodes that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't have been for you, like actually, you know, pounding the pavements, you know, digitally and like talking to these people and being like, hey, we really want to have you on the podcast. So like, again, thank you, Jess, for doing all that you do to make make us have some awesome content. Yeah, thank you for having this platform so that we can put out awesome content. I I was really excited about the Britney episode. I think that it's one of the more interesting podcast ideas that I've had and actually followed through with. <laughs> so um, I am really excited to like have other people's input on it and um, to make future episodes with you. Yeah, I'm I, I can't wait till people hear the Nama Kate's episode because we've been sitting on that one for a few few months now. We'll leave it at that. You guys should definitely check out the episode. It'll be up this weekend. Um, it's on Mike Explorers, which if you were following Mike on the mic, it's the same stream. So you don't even have to do any work. I literally just put it there for you. So you're welcome. Let's talk about our episode. We have a wonderful group on Facebook. I enjoy seeing the things that people put in there on a regular basis. Lots of funny content, and for the most part, very little drama. Um, occasionally it pops up, but you know, that's life. You know, drama pops up all the time everywhere. One of the things that we do is we oftentimes will ask our group members, hey, we'd love to hear some questions from you. What would you like to hear us talk about on the podcast? And we got some really, really good questions. Do you guys have it all pulled up? Yes. Yes, okay. I just pulled it up. Okay. Well, Mr. Rambo, if you would please, sir, if it would you could indulge us with reading one of the first questions that we have on here. Uh, let's see. Well, let's, uh, let's knock out one of Andy's. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> a drunk Godzilla or a coked out Gary Busey? 
Oh my god. So <laughs> little back question. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. And that I laugh because it's it's Andy. And like Andy's been around for the around the GTR stuff for a long time, so um his questions often are rooted in some old stuff that we talked about at various points. And um so I, I did a Gary Busey impersonation one time that really wasn't that funny, but he thought it was fucking hilarious. And like, it was, it, it, we talked about like how, like at one point, like we just kind of dovetailed and talked about how I, like I created this whole thing about Gary Busey, how like his teeth aren't actually his teeth. They're, they're kind of like the symbiote suit um, from Spider-Man <laughs> and that they, they melded with his body and just took over and just like have made him into this caricature of a person that we see now. Um, it's become much sadder when you find out that Gary Busey acts the way he does because he had a brain injury. So yeah, I don't talk. Yeah. I don't talk about the joke as much as I used to because it's not funny anymore. Um, but that's where that comes from. Just so you know. So um, I'm going with Drunk Godzilla because just like the um, just like the gorilla meme that I shared, where it's like where it looks like the gorilla is like lecturing a group of children. Um, where the gorilla is like, let's be real, folks. I'm all for a good, you know, versus match, but he's a nuclear dinosaur. I'm not beating him. Like <laughs> Godzilla, even drunk, is a nuclear dinosaur. And poor tiny Gary Busey is, is just he, no. He's getting incinerated by Godzilla or eaten, possibly. I'm I'm not sure. Maybe him eating Gary Busey is what made him drunk. Yeah. Now you're getting into some weird, you know, I'm my own grandpa shit. <laughs> where like there's time paradoxes and you know easy does it okay turns out their moms are both named martha it's, oh god <laughs> mothra smothra <laughs> spoilers for for godzilla versus king kong <laughs> thanks james um i don't know i i i gotta go abusey um <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that drunk Godzilla... Godzilla's already not known for accuracy, right? Um, Godzilla is a is a, a carpet bomb, not a smart missile. Um, so already, any ability for Godzilla to actually take out a particular person is dropped to, like, near zero. Uh, at least with conscious intent, right? Um... Busey, on the other hand, is already a force to be reckoned with on any given day, sans cocaine. If we're introducing <laughs> cocaina into the equation, that dude is climbing a dinosaur. Like, that's happening. Where it goes from there, who could say? But I feel like at the very least, at the very least, if there is, I, I don't see him surviving this, but I don't think he's the first to die. <laughs> Neither is Godzilla. <laughs> like, let's, again, yeah. too, if if we want to do alternate reality Earth to Gary Busey, where the teeth are, in fact, an alien symbiote, and it's not like <laughs> me trying to come to grips with a horribly, horribly depressing story about Gary Busey's mental issues, um, I think symbiote Busey would, would defeat him because the teeth would just... The teeth can bite through anything. So even a nuclear monster's... Skin, yeah, no, it, it, mutant symbiote goose, Busey all day, yeah. I mean, hey, those are yeah. also pro almost certainly implants from the fucking motorcycle accident he had, which means they're God. probably more securely in his head than regular teeth are. Stop making this sadder, God. It's the truth. It's what happened. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> like, Mark Hamill looks the way he does because he got into a fucking motorcycle wreck. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's, 
There's no getting around it. And also, it was I a th- wampa, you piece of shit. It was a wampa. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, I don't think. That, oh, Mike, no one told you about Santa Claus. Um, I don't think Mr. Busey is having any less of a quality of life than anyone else. Uh, and in fact, I think he's living his a lot harder than a lot of other folks. So I think he's doing just fine. Fair enough. Uh, MC, do you want to weigh in this? <laughs> I mean, people have accomplished some some epic feats on Coke. <laughs> you know, like, not to, not to mention, you know, Godzilla, you know, tiny arms, you know, like all, all BC had to do is like just be kind of out of reach. Mm-hmm. You know, you treat him, treat him like, treat him like the T-Rex. You're like, oh, short arms. You can't, can't reach me. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take BC on this. Just for the meme. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jay Dilla, would you like to weigh in on this? Well, yes. I think that it heavily depends on which Godzilla we're referring to. That's an excellent question. However, if we're just thinking, like, generic, mostly known Godzilla, I'm going to say... Gary Busey because he was quoted saying that he met angels after he died on his motorcycle accident and then came back to life. So I'm going to assume he's going to be so high on Coke that he's going to have the power of God and angels on his side while fighting Godzilla. That's Gary, my theory. Gary Busey cannot be killed by conventional weapons, nor can no. he be killed by Godzilla. <laughs> or conventional lizards. Or there conventional we go. Lizards. And that is my theory here. And so I pick Gary Busey. <laughs> Andy Barsh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's three to one, Busey. Yeah. And even I could be swayed. Let's be honest, okay? <laughs> but again, depends on the Godzilla. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, MC, you got the list pulled up? Uh, my Facebook just re- just like refreshed itself, and I hate when it does that. <laughs> so I will I will have it in a second. Okay, we'll let we'll let just go first. Yes, you got a question? Queued up and ready to go. Yeah. So I was trying to pick between two of them. Um. Okay. So I, do I have to say the person's name because I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, Joe Tober, Tauber, <laughs> Tober. I'm I don't sure know. With Tob, Tauber, 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 Tauber. Hey, hey, Joe T. <laughs> Joe T. <laughs> I, I know Joe, and I'm on it. Not honestly, not 100 percent sure. It's Tauber. <laughs> it's it's Tauber. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Tauber. Well, his I'll question. If I don't get it right. <laughs> was what is the one thing you most wish could happen in our lifetime both realistic and idealistic jess you get to pick who you want to answer first i like going around the table here so mike you can answer first (laughs) one thing you most wish could happen in our lifetime both realistic and idealistic um i'm going to start in our own country um universal health care i think it could happen I don't know how. I, it'll probably be a mess. Probably be a mess, and we'll probably hear forty um, percent of the country bitch and moan and complain about how awful it is, even though they'll use it and it'll enrich their lives and make their lives better. Um, I, I just I would like to see 
our country take a polar shift because you you hear two things like the promise of america you know freedom for all like bring us your huddled masses like it was it was this this shining light for people to come to um for centuries as as immigrants and that doesn't always jive with the actual history that this country country has and i think that we're poised in a really unique spot in history where we get to define what this country becomes because now we're all starting to become more aware of the history of the past of the of the the sins of the past and we can decide are we just going to accept that or are we going to make a marked change are we going to do something to try to make this a better place to live to make it become the symbol of hope that it was supposed to be and like actually live by our words you know like these things that we have etched in marble on these uh, monuments that we have are is that all they are are they just platitudes are they just like symbols or are they are they actually going to mean something so like um i'll just let you know that in 2024 i will be running for the office of president and this is my speech so <laughs> I, I was not about mean... to say uh i was thinking about sour altoids but i'm gonna change my answer <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean for it to get so patriotic, but like these these are the things that I think in my head a lot. Like I, I think of like what I saw uh, I thought of America as a kid, and like when I joined the army, and like you just you you have these patriotic patriotic like idealistic views of what you want your country to be, and like I feel like it wouldn't be that idealistic. I feel like we could achieve it. It's just going to have to be getting rid of some really, really ugly shit as far as like mindsets that people have and like just trying to weed through that. So that's both realistic and idealistic, but also to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm one of those weird optimists that feel like, you know, the world's a world could be a wonderful place. But then on the flip side of that, too, um, I, I'm crushed by the realism often and I'm depressed at times where I'm just like. This world is not what I want it to be. So it, I, I see both sides of it. So I'm not like shiny, happy people all the time. But like I, I definitely – I think we could do it. And and with the people that I'm talking to right now on this podcast, like because of the ideas that you guys have and the way that you feel about things and honestly the things that I've learned from you guys, like I feel that this is, this is the future. Like people like us, people like the people that we have in our group, like that's how we're going to move forward is finding like-minded people and all coming together for a cause. Wow, I shut the group up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, maybe you should put in um, an applause sound <laughs> after. Well, I mean, I can, I can, fi I can follow it up because, um, I, so I have both, uh, I have fun answers for both of these, and then I have kind of like in the same vein as Mike. Um, so, like my, as far as like stuff that's realistic. Kind of bouncing off the uh, universal healthcare thing, I would I think something that's realistic is finding cures for a lot of diseases, um, specifically stuff like you know cancer and diabetes in particular. Just because I mean I, my mom, my mother's beaten cancer three times so far, which is awesome, um, and me and so many other people I know all, are all affected by uh, having diabetes and uh, i think with you know more investments made in the science and whatnot that 
we can get to we can get to a point where you know maybe at some point and hopefully the near future we can we can do it i would like to believe that that's you know realistic i mean there we found cures for stuff that 50 years ago we never would have never would have imagined we have treatments for injuries that um you know in previous years would have been career ending and now people can you know continue to walk or continue to use certain limbs so like I think that's that's possible. Now, my fun answer for a uh, realistic thing that I wish for, and that is for Legends of Tomorrow to be canceled from CW <laughs> as soon as possible because it keeps getting renewed. And this just seems like the roach. And no matter how many times you step on it with your shoe, it just it just every couple minutes like it, it turns from off its back and just crawls under your couch again. And I'm like. Why? How many t- how many times are we gonna go through this? Like we have all these great superhero shows. You're you know you you you, you couldn't you couldn't convince the people from Black Lightning to do another season if it meant getting rid of Legends. You don't think Melissa would do another season of Supergirl? Like come on guys, get rid of Legends. Come on, start the movie. Just taste for the fucking show. Just gosh. Now as far as my my idealistic, um. So like I, my my, uh, my straightforward answer would be like an end to all of the isms that plague everything racism sexism uh, massage noir like all all of these different ableism like all of these different things that exist that you know just make everyone's lives worse like ideally I would love for us to get to uh, a point where that will no longer be the case. Like we can still acknowledge the fact that we're all different, you know, that we are, we are all different people and we are, we all have different experiences and would not, but that shouldn't be like a, something that should hinder people from being able to live their lives and find love, happiness and whatever, like, and, and to live their lives however they want to, as long as they're not harming anyone else, you know? It's so like, ideally I would like, I would like to see that. On the flip side, I would also love if Sega would sell Sonic the Hedgehog, but I know it's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, my, 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 other, my other answer uh, seriously was uh, space exploration because I like I feel like, like most people, I had a dream of being an astronaut one day when I was a kid. And even though my fear of heights prevented me from going down that career path, I still love learning about space and exoplanets and like all of these different things that we're we're learning. Like the the fact that this uh, this rover is on Mars and they haven't like you. There's an MP3 of the of wind blowing on Mars, which was like oh. the coolest shit ever for me. Like coolest shit ever. And like ideally, I would just I would just love to see what kind of things we can learn about this uh, about this universe that we're in i feel like we've we've made some pretty incredible strides considering we have to you know we're, we're here on this pale blue dot shout out car sagan um yeah like i i would just i would just love to see what kind of you know exploration we can do into uh like the the planet that we apparently brought over from some other galaxy that's sitting on the very edge of ours um or like th- all these uh, these different exoplanets, a number of which seem to have uh, or seem to be kind of Earth-like. You know, like I would I would love to you know be able to learn more about that and 
you know, see what kind of things we what kind of information we can gather about perhaps how life started. You know, what about these dead civilizations that I forget who wrote the article, uh, but the, these dead civilizations that are apparently floating around throughout the galaxy. Like, I, I would love to, to learn more. And I know that we're limited because, you know, they're taking money from NASA and the fact that, you know, a good portion of money is spent just getting off of Earth to get to space in general. Um, but, yeah, I would I would I would, li- I would like to see that ideally. I, I wish we could just learn more about, you know, this universe we're in. So two things. One, we have to get you on Star Trek The Next Generation like ASAP. <laughs> Because yeah, there's so there's much yeah. of what you what you just talked about in that series, um, but two, um, same, like the way you feel about space is the exact same way I feel about space. In fact, I'm so nerdy about it. If you listen to the musical intro to Mike Explores, you'll hear like a weird distortion in the beginning of it. What that is is that's the um, the Earth's magnetic frequency converted into sound waves. That's the intro that that before the music kicks in. That's what that sound is because fucking space fascinates me. And like, there's a whole playlist on YouTube, if you go to it, that has how all of the planets sound when the various space probes that we've sent out have gone into their magnetic, um, like gravity well. So like the the actual like magnetic interference that they receive, they record and then they convert it into sound waves and it, like, every planet has its own song. It's the dopest shit, but it's also creepy as fuck, and I love it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm completely fascinated by space and t- uh, as as well, and like space documentaries and shit, like on Netflix. Like, I will just like I was getting a, a fucking root canal done, and like I was having a really really hard time calming down because I was just like really really anxious. And the uh, dentist was like, "Hey, um, you know, we got all these TVs, man. You want to pop something on Netflix?" And I turned on this thing about space. And just was like totally chill. And he was just like, okay, so we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the, does this hurt? And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. It's fine. He was like, but doesn't really, really hurt. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was all right. I'm, I'm watching this. Can you just like do what you got to do? Like, I'm trying to watch this man. Quit asking me questions. Just fix my fucking tooth. Rambo, I, don't know I think why we're so I'm sorry. quiet yes. tonight. Because we're all killing the convos. <laughs> Nobody wants to step on anybody else's toes in terms of what they're saying. Um, but okay, but no, like, is are we doing the next question or Rambo? It's your turn to answer. No, me, yeah, me and uh, me and Jess will gotta go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. The realistic thing that I think we might actually be able to achieve, um, is the proposed high speed rail system in this country. Um, there's a graphic that's gone around a couple times um, that I think is is just somebody being like, I really wish this was a thing, so here we go. Um, and it essentially connects every major city um, through most of the country. Uh, the, the trains would move at about 220 miles an hour, so you could get from New York to L.A. in like a f- one day, like a full day. Uh, maybe less, um, but the the flexibility and the um, uh, availability of travel, I think, is a uh, or inability thereof. Uh, uh, there would I, I think is a big big impediment in terms of people's being able to 
um, live where they want to live, work where they want to work. Um, uh, just sort of like have freer lives in general. I think a lot of the time people get stuck in certain places, um, literally and figuratively, because they just literally can't get out, um, or it's it, it's just it just seems too insurmountable. Um, and the ability to, you know, train travel is pretty cheap. Um, it's not the fastest thing. Like it, it's faster to fly, but um, this would really free up people's time and ability to be able to get from A to B more effectively. Um, and I think that would be really, really beneficial. Um, the unrealistic thing, the idealistic thing, um, and I'm, I'm stuck between two things, so I'll, I'll go with a more specific one, um, which is I wish that... Uh, Poor and middle class people would realize that they're never going to be billionaires and would vote in their own best interests. Um, I, I wish that they would they would have uh, a conscious realization in terms of the fact that they're very often looking to support people who are many, many magnitudes uh, uh, richer than they are or will ever be. Um, and that's, that's on both sides of the aisle. Uh, it, 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 yeah. it certainly tends and it like leans in one direction, but it's, it's definitely on both sides. Um, and you know, I think that would be a, a, a major, major turning point, um, in not just this country, but the world at large. If, um, because we, we're, there's, there's way more of us. There's, there's just so many more of us. Um, I mean, you look at the, 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 the statistics for like ratios of the ratios of, 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 um, like CEO versus like lowest paid employee. And it's now at something like 390 times to one. Um, so just that example right there, there are 390 more people versus the one in terms of. Uh, uh, the distribution of wealth um, at like, you know, the average given company. Uh, so we need to focus on us. We need to, the American people have been generous in a very strange way for a long time. G generous based on their own perceived projected greed. Um, and we need to realize that, you know, while it might be nice to worry about the 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 untold billions you'll have in the far-flung future um your kids need to eat right now we need better roads bridges uh we need healthcare. um all the things that people need to survive that don't have you know yachts with multiple helipads on them yeah yeah it'd be nice so, again, folks, check your ballots in 2024 for the Lunsford <laughs> Rambo ticket um, with our, our Secretary of Defense, Mr. M.C. Brooks, and our Secretary of the Treasury, uh, Ms. Jay Dilla. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> Jess, I'm, what's, I'm, what, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I just wanted to respond to Rambo because I, 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 I agree with both of those. I, I'm, I still love trains, and honestly, um, I have this dream one day of just – 
like just riding trains across America, just taking photos of the stuff I see, like through the window. Like I don't feel like I can get that experience through planes or through flying, even if it is more efficient. For me, there's something I I, I just enjoy about uh, riding trains. You know, like uh, back in college, I, I took a trip from Delaware up to Salem, Massachusetts, uh, which is an eight-hour train ride, and I thought I was going to be mostly bored through it because, like, you know, at, at that point, this was before like smartphones and like a lot of the like advances in technology that we have now but i found myself pretty just intrigued just like looking through my window and seeing you know different parts of new york that i had had never been to uh seeing uh, places in rhode island and, and and these other states that i just had never been to never stopped in didn't really know anything about I just thought it was super interesting and i feel like um like Trains kind of give you that 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 unique experience that you don't really get with many other forms of, of transportation. I guess you can with cars on uh, on some level, but I don't know. Just the the idea of riding trains is cool, and and I mean I've always envied Japan because they have had high speed rail for a long time. In fact, most a ton of other countries have had high speed high speed rail for a very long mm-hmm. time, and it kind of sucks that. You know, the U.S. for it to claim to be the greatest nation ever, uh, you know, is is not up on par as far as their uh, as far as people being able to get around in their own country uh, with high speed rail and whatnot. So I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah, man. What about you, Miss Dilla? While all of your contributions to this discussion have been noble, um, I think that I have the most important ideas. Here we go. <laughs> go. Specifically, mango sour <laughs> No, I did move on from that. However, my realistic idea. I think in the future, McDonald's can maybe take some accountability for the mistakes that they've made in their past which includes choosing to change the apple pies from fried to baked, which was one of the most heinous things they've ever done besides the mixed spaghetti. So I think in the future, we can have fried apple pies again. And that's my realistic goal. You see why I'm making her secretary of treasury, guys? Truly a utopia. Absolutely. And my idealistic goal is that Sailor Moon cosplays would look good and realistic on anyone who wears them, including myself, because every single one I've ever seen looks terrible. So (laughs) (laughs) that's my idealistic goal um, (laughs) is that I wish it was possible to look good in a Sailor Moon cosplay. All right. I have some Instagrams to share with you. I was going to say, yeah. Folks, you need to take a look at it. Yeah. Got some people you need to follow. Some uh, some really, really good Sailor Moon cosplayers. Well, send them my way then, and then my idealistic dreams will come true. (laughs) That's what we do at GGR. We make dreams come true. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah, there's no heights we can't reach, including Sailor Moon cosplay. Yeah. Full circle. (laughs) I'm writing an open letter to McDonald's after this. Dear McDonald's, how dare you? 
how dare you look we, out for my heart? That's not your place. Yeah, right. Yeah, you are Last not a I cardiologist, check. motherfucker. Last I checked, this is a free country. Deep fry my I apple thought, pie. I thought this, this is was America. America. <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to send one to Taco Bell too because. Those changes they've, they've made in like the last year are completely disrespectful. You know what? I'm happy. I'm content because potatoes are back and I will never. Yes. So that was, that was, I don't, I was never a Mexican pizza person at Taco Bell. When they took away the potatoes though, it was a shot straight to my heart. And the day that I got my first vaccination, I was like, I'm going to treat myself to Taco Bell. I know potatoes are coming back soon, which it was supposed to be the 13th. By the way, um, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna order some Taco Bell. It's not gonna be very good because I can't get any potatoes, but that's fine. So I got it, and literally the next day, they were like, "Surprise, bitches! Potatoes are back!" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna eat Taco Bell two days in a row because I'm trying to learn self-control this year. So instead, I'll just have it. Maybe tomorrow. I just need uh, 15 seconds of, of the microphone here for a second before we get on to our next question. Uh, McDonald's promised me they were bringing back High Sea Orange on February 10th, 2021. It has not been in any store that is near me, and I am very upset about this. So please include in your letter to McDonald's, Jess, to bring back the fried apple pie, um, my distaste and displeasure and overall disappointment that they have not brought back High Sea Orange yet, as promised. Perfect. Any other requests? I'll send a list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love if they went back to their original shakes instead of the uh, fucking yes. cafe shit. Mm, like, yeah. God damn, they have fucked those up something serious. I, mean, I don't know how you've mention... ever had one because the, the shake machine's always broken. Yeah. Uh, not up in Fru-Fru, Northern Virginia, where I live. <laughs> oh, oh, fancy man. Up, up north. <laughs> I'm also going to let them know that they should bring back the super size. Maybe they shouldn't force their employees to ask people for it. But if I want a million French fries, I should be able to exactly. super size my fry. I should be able to have a paunch burger child size drink, wherein <laughs> the size of the drink is 128 ounces because that's what a liquefied toddler would be. <laughs> If I want one, goddamn. I need a liter of cola. Yeah, give me a liter of cola. <laughs> liter of cola. This French. <laughs> give me some fucking cola. <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> I have so I watched that movie by myself like five or six years ago, and I enjoyed it, but I found myself wanting to quote it. And it's only fun to do that with someone else there. Yeah. We had a GGR movie night with that movie. And I realized just how not funny that movie is. Like, I remember I was oh, hyping yeah. it up to everyone. I was like, if you haven't seen Super Troopers, it's so funny. We're doing GGR movie night. And then we watched it. And I was like, this isn't what I remember. This is I'm embarrassed because yeah. I don't think anyone here is laughing. <laughs> I think it, it, it hits you at a certain time in your life. Right. Yeah. And you got older and you, you, you know, you matured a little bit and it wasn't quite as funny anymore. Um, but I will say, like, every single one of Brian Cox's lines 
is fucking classic. When he goes, he goes, you're like a father to us. And he goes, McAfee, you were my son. I would have smothered you. That goes, mother being, mother being greedy. greedy. Old man. <laughs> oh, God, Used to be able to take, one, take a guy like you about the back and beat you with a hose. But now you got your goddamn unions. No, I told you, I'm not pro-union, Cap. Uh, yeah, like, there's, there's <laughs> so much fun if you can kick them back and forth. But yeah, no, like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm curious what watching that movie with a, with a, you know, a crowd of people who haven't seen it would be like, particularly when it's all people our not age. Not good. Believe, it goes it over was, like a turd in a punch bowl. It's it like was not, it, it was not good. And I don't know if this could be a topic in a future podcast, but maybe like movies that you thought were really good at the time, but now looking back, we're not so good because that happened to me with my partner and I don't even know why look now looking back I don't even know why I recommended it at that point but Shallow Hal one of quite possibly the worst uh <laughs> movies ever made um I was telling my partner how funny it was and then we watched it and I was like I'm humiliated right now because this isn't funny and it's actually super offensive and I'm going to go ahead and turn this off <laughs> Ter- I oh, hated it oh god bad. I have secondhand embarrassment for myself. Oh man, it's bad. Yeah. MC, give us a give us one of the questions from the group, man. Alrighty. So let's let's lighten the mood up here. A bit. <laughs> let's lighten the mood up here. Um so you know, things have been looking up since, you know, uh Moneybag Joe has been in office. <laughs> so I think you know where I'm going with this. I do, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what's one thing you'll buy that you want, not need for yourself, which is STEMI check? And let's go in reverse order this time. Let's start with Jess. Um, that's so, the thing is, I have so many things that are just fleeting when it comes to wanting to purchase something. I'll like hyper fixate on like, okay, I'm gonna buy this when I have money, but then I just forget about it the next day. So I never really have just like one thing. I would probably, I am probably going to pay off the rest of my car loan, which isn't super exciting, (laughs) but (laughs) at least it'll be done. Um, And I think probably save the rest because we're about to up like move into a two bedroom or three bedroom apartment as opposed to the one bedroom. And I think we're going to try to buy some new furniture. So very exciting things happening here, paying off debt and buying furniture. (laughs) (laughs) When when did you become like practical? I hate, I don't know when there was a time when uh, if something like this happened, you would have been like 56 baconators. Like (laughs) (laughs) I, I became practical when, um, a debt collector sent me a court notice Yeah. and then I paid it off and they spent 51 cents to mail me a penny. And then I realized I am an adult. (laughs) That is some real effort on their part. Isn't that like passive aggressive? Some, I feel somebody like went is. out of their somebody went out of their way to do that. Like See? somebody was like, you know what, I'm gonna send this, I'm gonna send this man, I'm gonna blow her mind, man. And everybody else was like egging them on, yeah, do it, send the penny, send the penny, it'll be fucking hilarious. Like they yeah. literally taped the penny to the piece of pa- paper. Like I 
I received the mail and I get um, notifications from the USPS. I get an email that tells me it has like a photo of my mail before I get it. So I saw the photo from the law firm and I was like, I paid this off. What is this letter that they're sending me? And they already sent me one confirming the payment. And then I went and checked my mailbox and it was a penny taped to a piece of paper. And I was like, this is almost insulting. Oh, like, you, you know think you I need do? this penny? You know what you should do? Send it you back? Sh- no, no, hang on. Follow me on this, right? What, I, what you should do is write them a letter, very nicely, like, worded in flowery language, big words, you know, like, what we're all willing to help with this, I'm sure. But what you should do is you should send two pennies. And the reason why is because when you get to the very end, talk about how frivolous this was how much of a waste it was of their money God how much of a waste it was of your time it, and then yes i'm fucking doing it <laughs> and then be like but you know dot 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 that's just my two cents and now it's yours <laughs> i love it i like that rambo saw it he was like don't do it don't do it that is funny is this your jacket richard don't do it tommy <laughs> <laughs> That guy in a little coat. Oh my that god, I love that with movie. A stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, any chance to be petty, but also make a joke. I mean, come on, who, who doesn't want to do that? Everybody wins. <laughs> and maybe somebody will, whoever reads it at the law firm, will just like slow clap it and be like, "Well, bravo." Paid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, bravo. Yeah. I can't argue that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's. It's fun. And like, who doesn't like fun? Um, I can't remember what the question was that you had asked now. Like, what oh, the stimmy check. Your, the stimmy yeah, check. What's yeah. she going to do with your stimmy money? Okay, who's next? Is it Something me, that you it... want, not need. No, I think it goes me, then you, then MC. Okay. Um, <sighs> fuck. The problem is, I my wants are mostly covered now. I, I just have needs like there's plenty of dumb shit i'd like to buy like i've been looking at some of the fucking sideshow superman statues those are really sexy stop, don't do it no stop there's no. i've so talked myself out of it don't do it nice <laughs> here so here's the problem remember that x-men um, statue we saw fuck you that yeah yeah oh. i do um God damn it the uh the the, the problem with the sideshow statues is they're so goddamn big you need to already have a place worked out to put it. Like those statues are between two and four feet tall. They are giant. Toddler, you know. Go back to our our toddler euphemism we used for the giant soda that you should be able to get from McDonald's. It's the new banana for scale. Um, yeah, <laughs> is is it is it bigger than a toddler? <laughs> um, but like I I fucking much like. Uh, uh, much like Ms. Della here, I, uh, we're saving up for either a new condo or a house, ideally a house, but we're, we're, that's, that's, we're, we're still plenty far away from that. Um, but like all of the smart money needs to be going to that. And I should, and I also should really pay off my car, which I'm probably going to do very soon. Um, but I guess like the thing I want that is both um would make me very excited but also be fucking boring uh is i had a revelation recently about comic storage and 
I don't know if the thing I want to do is going to work, so I won't say anything about it just yet um, in terms of the specifics. But best fucking believe I will be talking about this once I get a chance to, to, to try it out. If it works, I need to replace... Um, I have three bookshelves in my studio, and I need to replace all three of them with like an entire wall of shelving. Because if what I want to do works, I'll be able to put all of the comics that I have in short boxes and long boxes up on shelves. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. So so bookshelves and like potentially the supplies to follow through on this comic, comic storage thing would be a lot of fun. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, especially with as many as you have. Yeah, dude. I have so fucking many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i get to be boring as shit too because um we're all old people yes god damn it we're so boring um i have this really really cool captain america poster that um i think i've shown you guys like through pictures and stuff um that is in the cheapest and shittiest of frames and I'm going to go buy a new frame, but I'm not going to buy a $1,400 frame. That's for fuck's sake. Like, no way. Like, I'm going to get a good frame for it. I don't know how much, but, like, it'll be a nice frame. Um, we need a new couch. Um, so we're going to get a new oh, couch. Oh, yeah. it on the new furniture. Yeah, we yeah, definitely need a new dude. couch. Yeah, need a new couch. Um, might get a new laptop because um, this one's holding down the fort right now. And I love this Mac. This has been the GGR Mac. But, like, fuck. Like, I just am starting to realize as I do more digital art, more, like, editing of, like, video and audio. Like, I'm, I'm trying – I'm slowly dipping my toes into the water of video editing. Like, that I need more memory. And um, the only way to accomplish that is with a new laptop. So, might be looking at that soon. Um, we're also going to Disney World in, like, less than a month. So, let me tell you. You want to talk about fun shit? I'm going to buy whatever fucking thing I want there. Like, there we go. Like there it'll be go. like there it is. It'll, it'll be like who needs a lightsaber? Uh, who needs three? Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's who. Like who needs fucking mouse ears that look like R two D two? This fucking guy does. Like it's it's gonna be like that. And like. Yeah, that's that's fucking happening. There we go. <laughs> like, I'll do that. And like, if my kids like, can I get this? I'd be like, you're goddamn right. And he'll be like, well, how do we get the money? I'd be like, fucking Uncle Joe got it for us. You know, like it'll be money like, bag Joe. Money bag Joe. Let's get him a monocle and a top hat. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I'm I'm just it's it's nice to be in a financial position where let, let me we're we're like talking about these things that we're going to get with this money and like i'm i'm not going to do my whole political thing again that i did earlier but like i, I do want to not downplay how serious this is because like for some people this this could really save them this could Absolutely, really yeah. bail them out of some shit and like the fact that we all can like jokingly talk about the things that we're going to buy frivolously essentially things that we don't need which says a lot that we're fortunate that we're in this position. So I just wanted to point that out real quick. And I'm sure that for some people, this money may not even be enough. And like, it, it's why like with the last time we got a stimulus check, uh, Sandy and I ended up donating, donating a lot of it to charity and we'll probably end up doing the same thing again. But like still, I mean, there's going to be some dumb shit that I buy as well. Um, MC, what about you, man? So allow me to be, you know, Mr. Selfish over here. Um, <laughs> you did write a fucking song called Selfish, so it works. Sure, sure as fuck did. Intro <laughs> to the overflow for those who don't know. Um, well, 
Well, for one, Mike, I'm in the same boat as you because I, too, need a, a new laptop. Uh, this one that I got from you has been working great. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I want to do, like it's it's starting to kind of, you know, show show some age and kind of run a little bit, run a little bit more slowly. So a new laptop for me is 100 percent on deck. Um, and also because I want to start streaming and this laptop is, is not really prime. I don't think it could, it could handle it if I were to. If I were to even try, so I'm not even gonna bother. So a new laptop for certain is uh, is 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 there. But also, but also, you saw my Facebook stats earlier. I spent three hundred dollars on cosplay stuff earlier. So best <laughs> believe when this the, when this money comes in, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the rest of the stuff I need to do these next couple cosplays that I really want to upgrade. Before outside is open and we can be around people like uh, that won't be this year for me, no matter, you know, how many conventions in the D.C. area, you know, are planning to have in person, uh, have in person uh, action, you know, three over the course of six weeks. You know, they, they can have fun with that. I will be revealing all my stuff next year when I feel a, a bit better about being outside and, and being around around people. So I, I'm gonna be buying a bunch of cosplay shit because uh, I I wasn't anticipating. Like, I knew it's an, like it's an expensive thing to do, but I also really enjoy it, and I can't wait to reveal the characters I'm going to be doing once I uh, once I get everything that I need to to pull everything off. I mean, Moon Knight is getting an upgrade. That's that's for certain. Nice. Uh, that's that was actually the most expensive thing that I bought today was uh, actual armor, like the actual uh, ch uh, chest plates and armor that he wears, and that that was a good chunk of the three hundred something that I spent today. Um, but yeah, it, that's gonna get an upgrade, and then I have, I have ideas for a couple other couple other characters that I really 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 want to do. And so yeah, that's that's pretty much where my money is gonna gonna end up going, and some of it to savings. You know, if I'm gonna be the res give give the responsible answer that everyone else also gave, like I'm gonna end up saving a, a bunch of stuff because I was already planning to move before the pandemic hit, and uh, like now that I've been able to to like do even more saving, that that plan is like all the way in action uh, for one for when this is over, and I feel a bit more comfortable doing doing so. So yeah, that's my answer good answer man that's fucking solid dude um i've always, i've never cosplayed before i mean like i've like dressed I, i've had like a superman shirt on underneath of a button-up shirt and a tie and like glasses and like done the whole like oh let me pull my shirt back oh that's fucking la lazy you know like i've always wanted to do like some real cosplay i just don't know who to cosplay um so I mean, when when we all feel safe to do cons again, hopefully we can do one as GTR. And then, like, I'm just saying right now, we all have to cosplay. I think it would only be fair. Absolutely, yeah that that would be fun. It would be fun to think of like a group one that we could that we could all do. Yeah. I have I have an idea. Action. Yeah. Sailor yeah. Moon. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I call dibs on Sailor Jupiter because that's my favorite. That's my gal. Hang on, I'm Googling right now Sailor Moon costumes for fat guys. Hang on, let me see what I can find. <laughs> oh, you'll find a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and mean, that way, be... my idealistic dream could come true. There we go. 
we're here to make dreams come true, Jess. Then we've already <laughs> talked. I just found a picture of a dude dressed in. Oh, this guy is killing it. <laughs> I wonder if this is the same guy. Did you guys ever see the Wonder Woman, the dude dressed in Wonder Woman cosplay? Yeah. Like that was like big, hairy. Like he looked like he'd be. He looks like he would talk like that kid that was talking about the chicken sandwich. Yeah. 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 Who doesn't like chicken? I'm dressed as Wonder Woman. Like it's, I just see. Yeah. It's chicken. It's fried chicken. What? I mean, who doesn't like fried chicken? Uh, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, but the, yeah, we're making that happen. That all I'm saying though is, Jess, I know that the agoraphobia sometimes is a thing for you. I think that um, as a sign of good faith, we all have to go together, and we'll just be Sailor Moon, the Sailor Moon team together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Deal. <laughs> That's happening. All right, so it's my turn, and then we'll go ahead and close up shop on this one. And then we're going to play Would You Rather. Fuck yeah. I'm okay. so excited. Okay, let's see. What do we got here? <laughs> let's see. I don't know if you'll be able to answer this, Jess, but I also know that you've been doing a lot of research because I'm fucking impressed by that, how much research you've been doing to like keep up on like nerdy, geeky things to, to uh, talk to us about shit. But um, Tom, uh, and again, I might be butchering this, Tom Vernich had a lot of good questions. One of which was, what's your favorite, your top five favorite comic story arcs of all time? We don't have time for all five. So I think if we could each give at least like one storyline. And honestly, like for anybody who hasn't like, oh, I don't have a favorite comic book story arc. You can use TV shows. So I'm thinking like any of the CW shows, any of the other comic book shows that have come out. I think that would be fair game. Um because that's the problem that I run into is I don't know if I've read an entire arc of a, of a series. Um, I would say that like season two of Daredevil would be the closest that I could come up with because like the, the interaction between him and the Punisher, if I remember correctly, is almost word for word from the comics of the two of them going back and forth, like that rooftop um, conversation, uh, which I absolutely love. I mean, fuck, it's still in the intro of our podcast. That's how much I love it. Um, is, is one of like my favorite comic book things ever because you you actually have these characters identify themselves and who they are and what they stand for without making it sound weird and preachy like they're just they're going back and forth about who they are as people and it was it was just fucking unreal it was such a good like because this is like I think like the second or third episode of that se- of that season and like just it, it totally crystallized those characters. And if you're unfamiliar with them and you haven't read the comics, you really get a feel of who they are just from the from that interaction with those two. And it was a great uh, leaping off point for them to have their own Punisher series, but also to like reminded me like how fucking much I love Daredevil. And actually, because of that, I went back and read a bunch of Daredevil comics, like some of the Frank Miller stuff that they wrote. Um, and just absolutely loved it. So that's what I'm going with. That'll be that'll be the thing. I also a shout out to the 90s X-Men that Jim Lee did those first like there's like three episodes, uh, three issues where Magneto comes back and like basically resurfaces this sub that has these nuclear uh, missiles in it so that he can defend his asteroid M from anybody fucking with him and the X-Men have to fight him. And I still remember, like, he captures the X-Men. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Magneto wins? Oh, shit. And, like, at one point, the X-Men turn on Professor Xavier. And I'm like, how are they going to get out of this one? And then the third issue is just like, oh, it turns out they were all under mind control or some shit. And it was was fun. I just remember enjoying that a lot as a kid. So that's my answer. Um, Jess, do you have anything like that? We'll start with you, and then we'll go to Rambo, and then we'll close up with MC. Yeah, so could I... 
because I don't really have, um, thankfully Rambo has made me an extensive guide of movies, um, both Marvel and DC that I am slowly chipping away at, but I definitely don't know enough to have a favorite comic arc. Could I just say maybe my favorite video game arc? Because that's something I know more about. Do that shit. All of it. (laughs) Okay, so um, of course this one, this is, I've actually still been working on this article. Um, It's been two weeks of me working on this article. And out of those two weeks, I would say I've worked on it probably about seven days out of the two weeks and I'm still not done with it. But Bioshock um, has probably one of the best um, story arcs out of any game that I've ever played, which is why it's one of my favorites. it's like based in Rapture, which is an underwater city um, where basically you can use different plasmas and things to um, change your uh, biology in your body to have different powers. There's, there's, the whole storyline is too much to get into, but I love that. <laughs> and then also um, all of the games in the series for Fallout. I like the storyline of those video games as well. So those are my two. <laughs> what I want to do, I'm going to switch the order here. MC, I'm going to let you go, and then I want Rambo to close up, because Rambo, I guarantee, as you know, the professor, has, <laughs> has the most knowledge on the subject matter and will be able to school all of us in the... The, right. how wrong we were in choosing what we chose. So. Maybe I'll have to write an article as a newbie to the comic world. Once I get through all the movies Rambo made me, then I'll just write an article about <laughs> my favorite arc out of all of them. <laughs> there you go. MC Man, what about you? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, cliche for me because I'm pretty sure you all know which uh, character comic art which character I'm gonna go with here, um, but. Uh, the metal, the metal virus arc in the recent Sonic IDW comics. So, like, I, I have to give a little bit of context uh, here because the last Sonic game that came out was Sonic Forces, which came out in 2017, which kind, of, which had an interesting premise, but because of development hell, you know, because Sega should sell Sonic. That's all other topic. Um, because of development hell and like uh, them rushing a ton of stuff, like it was a really terrible, awful shitty game like there's no replay value to it which is kind of like the worst thing that can happen for literally any game for it to have no replay value uh, to it um but like around the same time around the same time that uh that game was being released uh sega i think their deal they uh they were ending their deal with archie um and so the archie sonic comics uh came to an end if i remember correctly it either is or like it was at that time. I don't know if it still is, um, but it was like the longest running like comic series for a video game character up to that point. Um, because it's it's literally just been going on since the 90s. Um, so it's been going on for a while. And so like uh, this writer, Ian Flynn, uh, who has who also did the Mega Man comics and has done a couple other things, too. Uh, he went over to IDW uh, to kind of launch the the next wave of 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 the of the Sonic comic. And 
it was going to have nothing to do with Archie um, because Archie has the, I don't even want to get into their, their lawsuits over some of the characters, but it, it a lot of people were curious as to what they were going to do because so many fan favorites, like these characters who have been around since the nineties, who even predate some of some fan favorites like tales and knuckles, uh, they weren't going to be able to be used anymore d- despite their popularity. So a lot of people were curious, like, what are they going to do? How is this going to only follow game continuity if the last game you put out was a piece of shit? <laughs> um, but I got to say, Ian Flynn worked some some real magic, taking a, a, a terrible a story that was really poorly executed and s- creating this world where these characters are not just the worst stereotyped versions of themselves, uh, but they're but they're actually interesting, and there's actually character development, especially for uh, Amy Rose, who I have to highlight because she's kind of like the only uh, female, like prominent female character in the franchise. And for the longest time, she was the like terrible stereotype of just being obsessed with the main character, had nothing else that was interesting about her. And Ian took that and tra- and and turned her into her own character with her own interests and a personality that is outside of just her feelings for Sonic, which is, um, which was, which was awesome. He tackled, he managed to, to capture the tone. I think so many of us that are kind of my age who are like in our thirties or late twenties who grew up with this character are kind of wanting, like, we don't just want the, the, the happy go lucky, you know, kitty stuff. Like we want something that can be a balance of like, lighthearted and fun but also like kind of like a little bit of seriousness to it i would say something like ben 10 uh or even steven universe where you can kind of kind of balance uh find a balance between between the two or, or the avatar series and um this series managed to perfectly do that while also kind of creepily foreshadowing a pandemic that we are currently in because literally that's the entire point of the metal virus arc is that uh after the great eggman war uh, eggman has amnesia he ends up becoming like an actual decent person which leads to like this big philosophical debate between the characters as to can we hold this guy who has amnesia accountable for the shit he did when he was a dictator um and, and that i thought that was pretty interesting because uh, you know like various people fell among uh, along different lines with that um, but ultimately, he gets his uh, and he gets his mind back because of a, another antagonist, and he creates this virus that basically basically is just like COVID, except it turns people into into robots. So like, and all it takes is for it to touch you on on any on any any part of your body, and like you're infected. And once you're infected, there's no cure for it. And you kind of go through these really interesting character moments where, you know, like the hero character, what, what do they want to do? They want to save the people. But when the hero character himself is infected, how can he go about doing that? He can't. So there are many instances where you have to, where you have to, you see him have to, have to uh, figure out, try to figure out what to do knowing he can't he himself can't just run away and just speed through and fix everything like they he had he uh several of the characters had to watch a town uh be turned into this virus like it, it was it was pretty genocidal and like kind of like a huge very dark moment that i was like this is for kids Damn. like holy shit <laughs> like this is for kids like we're, we're watching panel by panel like these families getting torn apart as different family members are being turned into robots 
and and like it's, it was it's super crazy and like it ultimately culminates in like these the like these really great character moments where our heroes win in the end and uh sonic has kind of a, a tony stark moment where he ultimately ends up sacrificing himself to ultimately uh you know kind of fix everything um and then he himself ends up ends up in a like a whole other dimension um which begins kind of the next arc of the book but like it, it i just thought it was it was it was super interesting um we got to see a lot of characters in 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 ways that they'd never been portrayed before you know they weren't just again these these stereotype characters of like tails being the annoying little brother knuckles being the i'm really strong so i'm not intelligent at all type of character um and it was just really good and and you know like i i i it's some of the best writing for for I've that I've read for almost any kind of story that I've read across all different forms of media, and I'm not just saying that as, as as someone who's a fan of the franchise. I was just I was like I was there were so many moments that I was tearing up because I'm like wow like that must be really hard. Like it must be really hard to be to have to be a hero in that moment, knowing you can't do the thing that you need to do in this moment to save people because you actually might make it worse. And like it, it was, it's an incredible, incredible, incredible arc. And yeah, I, I would encourage, any, I would encourage anyone to read it, whether you're a fan of the franchise or not, because it's, it's really well done. Wow. Yeah. Like it's every time you, you talk about Sonic like this, it's just, it, it always blows me away that like they've, there are some people that genuinely care about making this character have some depth. So that's, yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. Um, yeah. James Rambo, take us home. What do you got? Well, let's see. Um, so let's let's do something real quick. Mike, the Daredevil comic that you're talking about is actually a Punisher comic. Um, it's from Garth Ennis's run on Punisher with Steve Dillon. Um, uh, this like the specific scene of Daredevil tied up on a roof. Uh, while the Punisher goes to go and shoot someone. Um, that is from a Garth Ennis book. Um, it's not word for word, but it, the, 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 the scene itself is very telling in terms of like pulling from different arcs and, and um, uh, really kind of boiling down and getting to the core of both characters. Um, Jess, uh, uh, fucking Bioshock is amazing. And... Um, I, <laughs> I will tell my friend Katie Tantillo's story about Bioshock, which was, uh, she was, uh, living with some friends of hers for a while, uh, or they might've just been hanging out. I honestly can't remember, but they were all spending the weekend together and everybody in the house had played through Bioshock and beaten it, except for Katie's friend, uh, Ted. Ted had never played it. So... <laughs> Throughout the weekend, um, they would say, Ted, I'm thirsty. Uh, would you kindly go and get me something to drink? <laughs> and they did this all weekend <laughs> while he played through the entirety of the game <laughs> and finally beat it, at which point he was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> For anyone not in the know, <laughs> Um, would you kindly is the phrase used to control the lead character. Um, it is one of the many, many things that makes Bioshock amazing because it calls into question 
you know, you as the player, do you have free will? If you want to play the game, you kind of can't. Like there are certain things that you have to do to progress the story. So are you a slave or are you a man, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, uh, 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 piggybacking on what Mike said, MC, every time you talk about these uh, these Sonic comics, it makes me more and more interested in picking them up. So I might have to do that shit. Um, but yeah, okay, so mine. Um, there are many, many comics that I love. Um, I'm not going to talk about Murder Falcon because I don't feel like crying on the podcast. Uh, because that book, that fucking comic. Fucking Murder Falcon. It's, it's, it's a, like, like, real quickly, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. It's a comic called Murder Falcon. Like, you're not mishearing that. Um, and yes, I did say cry. Um, it's a comic about a guy who used to be in a band who comes home one day and finds a giant horrible monster in his apartment as well as a massive anthropomorphic cyborg bird who hands him his old guitar and says you need to shred right now so I can fight that thing because Murder Falcon is powered by metal god damn it and so like I can love that every time <laughs> it's so silly and fun and it's very self-aware um and then by the end of it you're crying at this comic because it is also incredibly heartfelt and sweet and kind and i'm i'm feeling myself welling up as i'm talking about it uh highly highly recommended it's by kind of daniel warren johnson go pick go get that fucking comic uh it's eight issues one trade the whole thing um no, what I'm going to talk about is um, it was volume 14 for a good long time, but it's been since been repackaged a bunch. Uh, it is this, uh, a JLA story called Trial by Fire. Oh, and I've, shit. Actually, I've actually talked about it before. Me and you talked about it way back when, I think on like the, maybe the second uh, uh, episode we ever did together. Um, it is the comic that made me give a shit about Martian Manhunter. And... Uh, Trial by Fire is written by a guy named Joe Kelly. It is drawn by uh, Doug Monkey and inked by Tom Nguyen. I am blanking on the letters, the letterer and the colorist right now, so please forgive me. But what you need to know going into it is um, Green Martians, what 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 uh, what John Jones is, um, are you know not just not just like you know susceptible or weak against fire, but have a legitimate fear of fire. So like you strike a match in front of him, he's going to start sweating. Um, also, uh, there was a brief period where the Joker had the powers of Mr. Mr. Mrs. Pitlick, uh, who is a fifth dimensional being, so onto like the Christian God. Um, and so he was doing crazy Joker things, uh, like giving random people superpowers. <laughs> Mostly people who would do terrible shit. But there was this one girl um, who was being terribly abused by her father or stepfather. I honestly can't remember which. And Jerk was like, what do you want to do? What do you want? What would you want to do to him? And she says, I want to burn him. And he goes, great. Now you can. And so she ends up looking like, um, like a sexier version of, uh, uh of hot stuff. Uh, so like red skin, horns, uh, uh, uh barbed tail. Uh, and now she has crazy fire powers. Um, 
And earlier, just like like just before this arc happens, um, uh, Jean meets her and realizes she's not really a bad person. She's just been through a lot of awful shit. Uh, and he's like, so how, here, here's what we'll do. I'll help you get over your problems if you help me get over my problem. So together, the two of them help each other out. And everything's great. And it's so much fun. Um, she feels more like, you know, well put together and, and confident. Um, and he is no longer afraid of fire. And what ends up happening is John starts acting really strangely. Um, the, a, a lot of the sort of like sense of compassion he has sort of starts to fade. Um, he gets more aggressive. Uh, he starts proposing little ideas of things like um, uh, this is when Lex Luthor was president, because by the way, Lex Luthor was president in the DC universe for a little bit. Um, and he just, he falls into a coma and nobody knows why. And so Superman and, and, and Martian Manor go and see him. And they're like, we don't know what's going on. We'll do some research. We'll get back to you. And as they leave, um, or rather after they've left, um, Superman's like, yeah, we gotta figure out what the fuck's going on. Uh, and John is like, you know, would it really be so bad if Lex just stayed in a coma? And immediately Superman's like, so we're not gonna have that conversation. I'm gonna pretend you never said that. Uh, yes, it would be bad. It's bad. Lex Luthor is a terrible human being, but he's still a human being. Um, He's also the president. No, we're not going to fucking do that. We're not. I'm not entertaining that idea. And John's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't know where it came from. So over the course of the story, uh, John transforms into this thing um, called a burning Martian. And the Martians. So so a thing you should know about Martian Manhunter and specifically the Green Martians. Um, people talk about Superman being overpowered. Right. Oh, he has laser vision and he can fly and he's super strong and blah, 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 blah. So take all of Superman's powers and then add shape-shifting, telepathy, the ability to turn invisible. Um, and I think that's everything. I'm probably missing one or two. Um, but so he's got all of the things Superman can do on top of him. In the story, Superman is quoted as saying, the one person I would never want to fight is John Jones. Um, so you, you've now got this, this character that is stronger than Superman is, uh, more powerful than he is, and now is not only not as compassionate, he has lost all sense of compassion, he is only violent, he is only aggressive, and all he wants to do is burn the world. Because the way burning Martians reproduce is they need two things. They need, uh, they need to experience and feel the psychic distress of pain around them. And they need fire in huge amounts. What the fuck? Um, and so... Hey, baby, what gets you going? Burning flesh. <laughs> if you could toss these babies trauma. Into, that, into that burning building, that'd be dope. Um, uh, and I, fuck, I thought intangibility was one of them. I wasn't sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you, MC. He, he's posted in our chat. Um, and, and telekinesis. Yes. Yeah. He has all of the things that Superman can do with like four or five more on top of him. Uh, he is stupid, stupid, overpowered. Um, 
and he is a charter member of pretty much the, a charter member of the Justice League as well as like you know a, been a member like a dozen times. Um, so yeah, the story is not just someone beats the Justice League; it's someone beats the Justice League so thoroughly that they have to reach out to like the guardians of the universe, the guys who, who created the green lanterns, because they're the only ones that have any idea of what's going on. And there's a whole background on like how they tie into it because, um, uh, uh, furnace, who's the, the burning Martian. That, that's what he calls himself. Um, furnace sees, uh, 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 John Stewart, green lantern. And he's like, fuck you. And he gets super angry and like goes at him really hardcore. Um, and there's a whole thing about why that is. I won't go into it. You should pick up this story. It's really fucking good. But yeah, it's the story that like like Martian Manhunter was always kind of there, and like I knew a lot of people really liked him, but it was like eh, I don't give a shit. Um, this story puts a, a very human face on that character, um, for me at least. Uh, it's also beautifully drawn by Doug Monkey and Tom Nguyen. Um, Tom Nguyen was a... a, a, a Monkey was a mentor to, to Tom Nguyen, and, like, he, you know, he kind of trained under him in, in, turn, in terms of, like, learning uh, uh, inking and drawing, and he is able to make Monkey's pencils, which are already really fucking good, really clean, really smooth, really attractive in a way that a lot of people aren't. Um... And just, you know, it's, it's, it's different anchors do different things. That's fine. Um, but the two, that team together is just fucking unstoppable. Um, but yeah, like to give you an idea, um, I should have remembered the intangibility thing because at one point, um, Superman gets put inside a table and I don't mean he gets put through a table. I mean, like he comes to, and he is phased inside of the justice league meeting table. Um, among other things that are happening around him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a beautifully drawn story. It is utterly heart wrenching. It has one of my single favorite images from comics ever, which is this gorgeous splash page toward the end of it. Um, it talks about the incredible, uh, power and ability of plastic man. Um, and he is central to beating furnace. Um, and it also features the line somewhere Superman just said his first curse word, <laughs> his first real curse word. That's got to count for something. Um, yeah. Hands down. One of my favorite stories. Highly recommend it. Pick up uh, trial by fire. Yeah. I mean, it, I know exactly what image you're talking about and like, yeah, it is really, really fucking cool. Um, let's do this. Let's go ahead and wrap up so that we have a little bit of time to play. Would you rather, because this is always fucking fun. Uh, guys, thank you, um, all of the panelists, all of the guests, all of the co-hosts, all, all, all three of you, you, you're wonderful. And I love having you on. This was so much fun doing just this. And that's the great, that's when I know we have a good crew together is when we have a blast just talking about stupid shit. And like, it was, it was just a ton of fun. Uh, so big thanks to MC Brooks, big thanks to James Rambo, big thanks to Jay Dilla, but also to all of you out there listening. We appreciate you. We really do. The fact that you are willing to spend your time on us is awesome. And we appreciate that. So check us out as always on the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Uh, anywhere that you can get podcasts, Apple, iTunes, 
iTunes, it's Apple, ha ha ha, Spotify, Amazon, <laughs> all of those places have our podcast. So go check them out. There's so much out there that we have done. So please check us out. But for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge, have a wonderful weekend. And as always, remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Just another night with a sunset and a moonrise Not so far behind to give us just enough light to lay down Underneath the stars, listen to Papa's translations of the stories across the sky To our own constellations Oh, put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. When they calm down, nothing ever feels the same Sheltered under the Kermani tree Waiting for the back this has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs>